Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. ED. Yo. Well, how about we just show them how the West was won, huh? How was the West won? Huh? In this year 2022. What? Piece of cake, man. Piece of cake. Hey, Seattle, where the West was won. That's happened. To, that's happened twice now in the in, in the last three seasons. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. Didn't I tell you? Don't worry. He said Didn't it. I tell you? The man said right. it. The man said it. This is the Believe in Forty Dollars podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get into on this show. Uh, the Niners took the West. Uh, in, in case you were under a rock somewhere, we're going to break that one down. Big win up in the Pacific Northwest, knocking off the Seahawks on a short week, on the road, with Mr. Relevant at quarterback. We'll talk about all that. We'll hand out some game balls. Uh, we'll look into what these final uh, few weeks will look like. Uh, for the 49ers going forward, now that they've clinched the playoff spot, uh, how do they play that going forward? And also, um, when it's time for some hardware to be handed out individually, where will the Niners sit in that? Uh, I, I got some thoughts on that. We'll get into that as well on this pod right here on the Believe Network. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review or locate wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, feel free to get involved in the show. Hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at WatchRayRay. He is at ED25. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, NFL, big games being played. You know, you, you know big games are, are being played. You're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the NFL football season when you start to get those Saturday games, right? You get Saturday, you get Sunday, you get Monday, right? The NFL is just, just hitting you all up upside the head, right, with content, right, uh, all over the field. So you know it's that time of year as far as the pigskin goes. And Bet Online has you covered with all your NFL action, all your NBA action. You got college football bowl games happening right now. NHL, pucks dropping all over the country and in Canada. Shout out, Canada. Uh, whatever you want, Bet Online has you covered. Just head on over to the website, betonline.ag, to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Y'all know how it's spelled by now. Bet Online, where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So, ED, uh, I said two games. I said two games. You said one game. That's all you needed was one. I said two. Now, I'm a, I'll be candid with you here. And mm-hmm. our fantastic listeners who are just fantastic. Love all Okay. Happy holidays to y'all too, by the way. You can tell I'm, I'm feeling myself if you're watching on YouTube. Um, when I said that, it didn't quite dawn on me or really register that that second game in particular uh, was going to be on a short week on a Thursday in Seattle. I was just mm-hmm. two games, right? I it didn't really, I, I didn't even add in that whole other part what that second game was going to be. Uh-huh. But that being said, that just makes it even more impressive for how Purdy time has just taken over. Uh, this franchise, this organization over the course of the last two, three weeks here, these last 2.75 quarters, uh, if you will. And so um, 
I am thoroughly impressed. I, it's not even that he's keeping the thing afloat. Like he's playing. Like the offense looks better than it's looked all year with party time orchestrating it. Now I'm gonna let you respond to that in a second. First, we gotta get to these game balls. Uh, who you got, Ed? I got ahead of myself. No, you go. You go ahead. You go ahead. Since you're on the road, just tell all me right. What I'm you on the road. I'm feeling myself here, right? I'm back from vacation. I'm just just loving life right now. Okay, so I'm gonna go with 85. Incredible things happen when you're throwing the ball. All of a sudden, he looks like the best tight end in the game. Because all of a sudden, they're fine. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's getting targets and, and and the ball's coming his way, and he looks. It looks like oh wow, like that guy can still play football, right? And look, there's plenty to go around. Um. You know, there there's some other guys. I you know, you can you can shout out the defense. Uh I was this close to shouting out Kyle. You know, I, I think we we this is a time to give Kyle his flowers, uh for sure. But I'm gonna go with 85. The people's tight end. Um big day, big day. Um I'm going with 13. Ooh, pretty time. See, I'm not even mad yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that first win, yeah, you, know, you know, he he came in and he was fine. Um right now. I just know the importance of the game. So you look at the importance of getting your team into the playoffs. Because like I said, he started with house money. You, you know what I'm saying? He started with house money. And, um, you know, as opposed to starting off like Trey Lance was, and you got to, can you get the team there? You want to cut, what did I say? You win a couple games, you're in the playoffs. You know what I like about it? It's that he understands that. And he's taking advantage of that. He's managing that. He's making plays to put him in that position. You go into a hostile um, environment with a team that doesn't necessarily like you. Uh, you have the importance of the night, the importance of the match. I still don't like the fact that you play a divisional game Awful. on a short week. Awful. I don't understand why the league does that. It is not fair to any team. If Seattle had been coming to the field of jeans, I would have, you know me, I would have said that's not fair to Seattle. Yeah. It's not fair for you to play with the importance of a divisional game for you to have to go on the road on a short week and play that game. That That's just bad planning by the NFL. And I wish they would stop doing that. Uh, but with that being said, oh boy, handled it. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this on the last pod IG version. Um, so your boy was out of town. So we 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 did the pod on IG, and and if you missed it, it's on uh, at Watch Ray Ray. You go you can go there. We we broke down the previous week. We looked ahead to Seattle, and we talked about that in the sense, the ramifications, right? Like a potentially a home playoff game was mm-hmm. at stake on mm-hmm. Thursday night. And and that's huge, right? And and so for the Niners going there on a short week, you know, I I obviously didn't I you know how I feel about Thursday night football games in general. And then you add to the fact that, you know, the ramifications, what was on the line, and, and also the fact that I mean, every single week I feel like the road team is at a, a distinct disadvantage. Yeah. Anytime the road win anytime the road team picks up a win on a Thursday night, I think it's it's incredible and it should be all wins in the NFL are big, but I think those road wins on Thursday nights, I think those are incredible. Those should be huge. Yeah. Yeah. They they should count for two, but anyways. Um, so yeah. So if you missed the pod, you can go to at watch Ray Ray. The pod is there. Um, back here on our regular. Yeah. 
scheduled format here, here, here we are. So those are game balls here on the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. I went with 85, George Kittle, people's tight end. ED went with Purdy Tom, Brock Purdy. So right now we, we look at this situation here. Um, I got a bone to pick with the officials because they took away a pick six from my boy Diamador uh, on, on a rough in the passer call against Nick Bosa. And mm. I thought that was kind of a bogus call. And they, they took away seven from 38, which would have, I mean, it really wouldn't have been a game at that point. That would, it would have been lights out for, you know, Seattle at that particular time. It would have been night-night. Um, so it ended up, you know, they, they made it a little bit closer than they needed to be. But I'm going to go back to, and this happened, geez, Louise, these games are running into each other now. Um, whoo, what game was that? It was a home game. I forget which game it was. But there was, I talked about Kyle, and he sent the offense back on the field. And it was a final, what, seven minutes of the game, and they closed it out. Defense didn't even have to come back on the field. Similar situation. Mm-hmm. Say night, right? Executed the offense perfectly. Got all the way down there inside of 10. No need to score. Take a couple knees. Let's get out of town. How the West was one. Wear our T-shirts. Clinch a playoff spot. This, that, or the other. This offense, for the second time in the last three, four weeks, has shown the ability to close out games and this was something i was i was upset about earlier in the season you remember ed you were saying well if the defense yeah. goes out there it's on them they got to make a play yeah 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 i'm yeah. like they shouldn't have even been out there yeah. right uh, they but, but, they they the the niners offense made sure that they didn't have to go back out there the defense didn't have to go back out there and and, and step on the field and that's a credit to not only the guys on the field making the plays executing but this is a credit to kyle as well look we we've been vocal on this show about Kyle and, and about you know some of the things that he's done that may not have um we may not have necessarily agreed with or may not have been in the best interest you know in my, in my opinion you know for the organization for the team um but you I at this point I'm I'm ready to give Kyle I'm giving Kyle his flowers for what we've seen here over the course of, of these last few weeks or so and that that was another example right there um how they close the door and that's what championship teams do that's what championship offenses do that that's kind of the, that that mentality that I kind of wanted to see from this squad and we're starting to see it like a lot of these things are just starting to play themselves out and, and come to fruition all of a sudden you look up they won seven in a row ED um well you know how I'm not I feel impressed about it. I, I, no 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 well this is the thing about it it's a question of um the it's always about the night it's about the night it's about the flow of, of the flow of the game what's happening and you before earlier in the season when you were saying well the, they have to close it out the defense never should have had to come out there like no no no, no. they they are professional defenders if you have to stop them one more time, you stop them one more time. And, you, and it's great. The offense goes down. They control it. They have been controlling it. You can't stop my run. I'm going to continue to run. I'm going to control this clock. I'm going to eat it up. I'll throw it when I have to. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be conservative and eat the clock. If you can't stop it, that's it. Great. That, that's worked a couple of times. And you win the game that way. But if you got the number one defense, you know, Whitner saying this is the best defense in the history of the 49ers, hey then guess what? If you got to stop them one more time, you better get a stop. That's so, so you say this is a champ. That's what championships are all about. That offense being able to do that. No, championships is about winning. If you need your offense to win the game, 
you better win the game. I hear you. If you need your defense to win the game, you better get a stop. Guess what? If you need your teams to kick a field goal, you better make the field goal. So it's whatever you have to do to win the game. So that's why that's why I never get this have this you know that thought. Well, they shouldn't have been out there. The offense should have been able to control. Like you know what? I, if you start playing that game, guess what? The defense should have gotten a you know made a play. Previously, the defense never should have given up that last touchdown. You wouldn't be in the situation. So that's that's what I'm saying. Now, as far as the execution of it, I'm with you. That was great. Hey, if you can't stop me, I'm going to continue to punch you in your face. And that's what this team is. Right? But remember, I said going up there, I wasn't worried. Take I said, the ball. This, take what did I say? I, I said, this is going to be, this is this right here. You know, I told you that. I told you, I'm not even, even concerned about this one because the Niners know who they are now. Their identity is fully developed. They know how they win. They know who, uh, who they knew. They know who they are. They know how to make a team uncomfortable, how to disrupt what you want to do against them because they can just physically impose their will on teams. They're just better than most of the clubs that they're going to face. They are better. And I don't know if there's an offense. The only, the only offense, and I said this the other day, people are like, are you afraid of them? I'm like, I'm not afraid of them. I just know football. Football is about matchups. The only team that, that they don't match up with where they're just dominant against, I think, from a defensive standpoint, against an opposing offense, Kansas City. They play Kansas City again, Kansas, Kansas City is going to give them fits again because can't, they don't match up well against Kansas City. It's just it's just a it's a game of matchups. It's it's how it was when when I was with the Niners and Green Bay. We just didn't match up. It, it, it just what what they had, what they could do, how their coaching staff understood what we wanted to do. It was just a bad matchup. That's Kansas City with this thing. There's something to what you said there about Kansas City. That that is that is for sure. Um, mat- matchups are key. That that that's huge. Um, while we while we're giving out flowers, an, another thing that I want to point out is the special teams, right? We've talked special teams has not been. If there's a weak link, we, we identified that a long time ago, right? It was yeah. special teams, right? It was teams, yeah. Um, they on returns on the kickoff returns. I thought Ray Ray had a, a really good game. I thought Kyle was mm-hmm. a, Kyle was able to get that double that that he loves so much, right? You score at the end of the first half, you come back score. And, you know, after getting the ball out of the, the, the locker room at halftime to start the second half, but that drive put them in really good field position set up by Ray Ray's kickoff yep. return. Um, and so I, I thought I thought that was huge for him to get that double and that increased the lead to with 21-3, 21 21-6 21 uh, uh, on, on Thursday night. Um, the game I was referencing was the Saints game. They had that six-minute uh, drive to just run yes. off the clock at the end. At the end of the, that was the Saints game earlier this year. Okay, so how the West was won? They conquered it. They went up there. They took it, right? And and you you've been saying this for years. You got to take it. You got to take it. And they did that, right? Um, so now you got a playoff spot. You're guaranteed at least a home playoff game, right? You can't be any worse than the yeah. fourth, than the fourth seed, right? Like, um, you know, in in in, in the postseason, right? You mm-hmm. you. So you you got that taken care of, right? You got at least at least one home game. Let's see, where's Tampa here? That four games back. Well, no, I mean you're gonna be you can be no no worse than third, right? So, um, so that that's all taken care of. So, but if you're Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. how do you approach 
these last couple of weeks, these last three weeks here now, right? There's there's a potential that you can grab that two seed. You're just one game behind Minnesota for the two seed. You're guaranteed to finish no worse than third where you are right now. Do How do you play this? Is this, you just keep the train rolling? It, it, do you kind of, kind of go with caution towards the postseason and 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 you know kind of treat this like you know maybe an extended sort of preseason so to speak just try to try to keep guys upright or what like like how how do you handle this as the organization going forward with this spot that you're in right now you have 17 games and you have football to play and games to try and win up until the fourth quarter of game 17 period you got quarterback who's still trying to get reps. You got you want that guy playing. You want your offense to be playing well. You still want to make certain that things are happening the way they're happening. You got a defense that that is playing at such a high level. Why would you not? Uh, this has an opportunity. You got an opportunity to be a historically good defense. What you're going to start taking guys off and and letting guys rest and kill all those numbers. So as as opposed to being a historically good defense at the end of the year, you're you're a middle of a pack defense because you gave up a bunch of um, you know, explosive plays because you didn't have your players on the field. That's not fair to the, you know, the work that those guys have put in. Um, the other thing, like football players play football. So, and I, and we'll get, I know there will be people that will watch this and listen to it and say, oh man, guys get hurt. Football players get hurt. It's the same thing I said about Debo. People are like, oh, Kyle shouldn't have done this. I'm like, Debo can get hurt. He can run a, he can run a, a, a deep out and get hurt. When he gets tackled and someone falls on him, there's nothing you can do about that. That wasn't Kyle. Debo decided to cut back. He cut back and got hurt. That's what's going to happen. You can't protect guys. So you just got to play. And guys guys need to keep continue to play with the rhythm that they're playing right now. And I say up until the fourth quarter of the the last game, week 17, or week 18, your 17th game, uh, because th- then you've already played. You, you're 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 gonna be where you're gonna be. You're gonna do everything. I don't see a reason. Guys have played the football game. You're in that mindset now. You got a game next week. You know if you want to sit a guy down then, because I doubt if that win is gonna matter or not. If it does, because like you say, you got an opportunity to play for um, the second seed. You keep them playing, and you get that second seed, uh, which I think because if the Niners get the second seed, I'm. I'm mean, extremely confident that they will have every game at home. Indianapolis could have Indianapolis really could have did them a solid over the weekend. I mean, they, no. they, well, it's Indianapolis, so uh, you can't thirty three nothing. Are you kidding me? I mean, come it's on, Indianapolis. I, I told you day one. I told you day one, and you know, and, and of course, you, I'm supposed to say that you know he's a player and he can do it and all this stuff. I told you day one. There is no way possible. I told you, there's no way possible. After just experiencing it and just seeing it, I was like, there's no way he's prepared to be a head coach, Jeff Satter. I was like, there's no way. There's there's no, not 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 coming from not doing it at all. There's, there's just too many moving parts. And it's like, there's there's no way. And um, 33 points, I, I, I think that's a testament to that. Like, you're just not, you're just not ready for the position. Doesn't mean that you can't get there. Doesn't mean that, you know, get one off season and just understanding all this. But I was like, there's no way he's ready to make those decisions right now because there's just too many pieces that you don't even know to ask for or things to think about on how to stop the bleeding. Because that right there was situ- that's a that's a coaching situation. How do we stop this bleeding? 
Right, right now, I need a coach to tell me how do we stop this bleeding? Oh, okay, do I put a band-aid on it? Do I need stitches? You know, well, what is it? And and that's and he just couldn't do it. But back to what we're talking about here. Get the second seed. I think they'll. I think that they will not have to worry about going on the road until the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that's important. But with that, with that being said, um, I wouldn't unless, like I say, the fourth quarter of that last game will determine that. Right now, you're trying to win. I mean, yeah, you're I, trying to win as many games as you possibly can. It's not time to sit, guys. You're, you, you haven't done anything yet. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people kind of scoff at Minnesota. Um, I look at it the other way, though. I, I think that's one of the things that makes them so dangerous, right? Like, not only – like, they've shown the propensity to be able to win the close game, right, or, or to come from behind, um, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. And, and that, that's kind of how they do business, right? That, that's how they – Minnesota can't beat the Niners. The, the majority of their games. Um, hey, bruh, bruh, Minnesota, don't even worry about And Minnesota. now overcoming a 33-point deficit. I mean, Minnesota can't beat the Niners. And they no, I'm no not – I'm I'm not I'm not saying that they can beat the Niners, but I, but I'm saying this isn't a team that should just be looked over, right? Like they're like if I think they got to play the Niners. If I they got to play the Niners, I, I'm I'm looking all way past them through them. Well, they are invisible. They are made of glass if they are playing the Niners. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, looking through them. I'm, I'm sorry. Them. I, yeah. Well. Yes. Yes. In short, yes. I, if we're talking them versus the Niners, right? Um, but I'm talking kind of just bigger picture right like they're like they're they're the 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 two seed that like no one gives you know i think this year more they're than a ever, good football team they are i think this year more team. than ever there are more questions with the the top two seeds than there have been um that i can remember in a while right that a lot of people are questioning philly because of their schedule right and then people are questioning minnesota because of the way they're they're winning right like these are the two teams that have, have kind of gotten the least amount of respect of of top two seeds that that I can remember in in quite a while. Uh, we, we digress. This is the Believe in Forty Nine ers podcast here on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So look, I mean, Ed, we look at this. Minnesota eleven and three, Niners ten and four. Right. Mm-hmm. Niners at home Saturday on Christmas Eve against Washington. They go to the Raiders and mm-hmm. they're home to finish the season against the Cardinals. Minnesota. They play Christmas Eve as well. They're on. They're at home against the Giants. They go to the Packers and to the Bears, two road divisional games to close out the season for them. Uh, it's conceivable they don't win out, right? And playing the Giants, yeah. that's another playoff team. You're playing the Vikings. Or, I mean, you're playing the Packers at Lambeau, right? You're talking about dome team, going to a cold weather environment. Uh-huh. And you're talking about a Packers team that's that still thinks they got a chance, right? Um, they're, they're still they're still technically not out of it, right? So they they're, they're still they still got something something to play for. They're trying to get into the tournament, uh, and so I mean it's it's not necessarily an easy road for them, uh, and and so I mean it's conceivable you could get that two seed, and yeah, and yeah. Um, I mean we we'll, we we shall see, we shall see. So. I talked about it prior to. Um, I think it's time. So we're we're looking, and I'm looking bigger picture here, right? Like so, okay. playoffs are clinched, right? Niners are going to be in the tournament. We know that. 
regular season still a little bit more to go. Um, you know, you hear debates about the MVP. I think Jalen Hurts was kind of the front runner, but now all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes is trying to catch catch up. Uh, I don't think the Niners have a player in that argument. But something that I have not heard, and I probably watch a little bit more talking heads than you. Uh, I have not heard Kyle Shanahan's name mentioned in mm-hmm. terms of coach of the year. Yeah. And, and I think it's time that we mention his name for in that conversation. Uh, I think Bosa needs to be mentioned as far as defensive player of the year goes as well. I have not heard too much banter about that either. A little bit more Bosa than I've heard of Shanahan. But I think when you look at Kyle, look at what he's done with this squad. Uh, they win their division. Three different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You got one of the top defenses in the league. You got a potent offense. Um, you talk about the injuries overcome, like at that position in particular, having to do that with three different guys and, and what he's done and how he's been able to to win the division. And look, I mean, you can say what you want, right, about the division. I mean, obviously, Arizona is what they are. Seattle, they had a good run. Looks like they're kind of, you know, they've kind of fallen back here uh, this second half of the season. Uh, the Rams just never really got going this year. So you, you can say what you want about the division. But the fact of the matter is this is a 10-win team, which, I mean, I didn't see that at the beginning of the year. I don't know that I saw 10 wins for them. Maybe. ten. I think I had them at 10-7, but nothing really more than that. Um, but, I mean, you tell me that Trey Lance goes down. All right, that shifts the narrative a little bit. Okay, so now the expectations are a little bit different, right? Now it's not like, okay, let's just make the playoffs. Now it's like, okay, we can win a division with Jimmy. And then Jimmy goes down, and then you bring in a quarterback in, in, in Purdy time, Brock Purdy, who was the last pick taken in the draft. And no one really knew what you were going to get from him. You know, people thought, okay, maybe he'll be able to – He'll he'll be a good game manager, right? And I would argue that he's been he's been more he's been more than a game manager over the course of these last couple of weeks. You know, will he he's he's actually made some plays here, um, and you you can only hope that that continues to trend upwards. But you look at what he's done; it's not taking anything away from Sirianni in, in in Philadelphia and the turnaround that they've had there. O'Connell in his rookie year, he's done a great job as well. I mean, there there are people out there, whatever. But I mean. None of them have had the adversity at that position, which everybody says is the most important position in all of football, and have amassed the accolades that this Niners team has done so far to the, up to this point this season. And and for me, I think you got to look at Kyle for coach of the year. Am I off? Um, that? Yeah. Well, I think I think um, there's truth to that. Um, that that he he should be mentioned. I think he will get mentioned. I think a lot of the for the same reasons that you're saying he should be mentioned the quarterback position and the injuries and the things like that. Um, for the same reasons you're saying he should be considered, I think there are a lot of writers and voters that will hold that against him because a lot of that where, where you say, well, he he's gone through three quarterbacks. There are a lot of people that be like, okay, you mismanaged that in the first place. Mm. And, and you know, so so I'm just saying that that's which we that's sit the, here on this pod. I mean, I look, I. I yeah, there because there are a lot of people that were you know like when I was just like no you should let him play and you keep Jimmy as the backup. There are a lot of people who've been like oh, well Jimmy should have been started in the first place. So it you know so he should have been he should have been there and and you wouldn't be on your third quarterback. You're on your third quarterback because that other guy shouldn't be playing now. Trey should be coming in playing right now. You should be he should be the guy coming in playing instead of Purdy. All these you know so there are people that are going to give him that. The other part of it as well is when you think of the 49ers right now, do you think Kyle Shanahan 
and his offense, when you say it's a potent offense, or do you think do you think um D'Amico and the Oh, defense? it's the defense, hundred percent. So the there you go. So it's if you're saying that's why so, I said potent, like they're not electrifying by yeah. any means, right? Yeah, but, they're more but, than capable, right? They're better than average. But 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 because of that, because of that, that's the other part of it. You don't talk about this electric offense. You talk about the nasty defense. Everybody know knows that Kyle's an offensive guy, so he doesn't get as much credit for the team being where they're where it is. Because what does everyone say? The defense is carrying the team. So when you get into the coach of the year voting, that's in guys' heads. Because remember, you got a bunch of sports writers voting. It's not like you got ball players voting. It's not I like you got coaches know. voting. I know those you got guys. sports writers voting. So they get caught up in that. And I mean, I know I've had conversations with you know, some national, um, you know. I used to know, be one of those heads. guys. I know. I, I mean, you know, with I mean, you know, male and female, and they're all like, "How can't coach?" You know, that's that's the first thing they're like, oh, "He can't coach." I'm like, "No, Cal can coach. Cal can coach. You might you may not like some of the decisions he's made." There are things that, you know, I'll say it. Like, there are some things I get confused by, and I think sometimes he makes things harder than they need to be. Um, But there's no way you can say Kyle can't coach. Um, That's just just bottom line. I don't know if that took everything off just then or if you could still see me. My daughter. You're good. But, but yeah, so so I think that has a lot to do with the – I think that has a lot to do with the coach of the year banter. Because this team, all you talk about is this defense and its chances to be a historically great defense. And how far can this defense take it? And can this defense carry, you know, take them to a championship? You don't hear anything about the offense, you know, other than the fact that, you know, there's Purdy. Because if Purdy hadn't come in, they'd still be saying, well, Jimmy's getting carried. The offense is getting carried. That's right. And Purdy, Purdy has changed the narrative, though, a little bit, right? Like, like you're starting to talk and hear more about this offense now. But the funny thing, man, the funny thing is that they're not doing anything differently. They're, like I, like you were just saying, like he's not he's not being carried. Like he's not, he's not managing games. You're even saying this. See, you're caught up in the same thing. He's not managing the game. He's doing this. Purdy is doing the, the offense is is exactly the same. The only difference, the only difference is that you see out of Purdy what they think they can get out of Trey Lance. He extends some plays with his legs. He makes a few plays with his legs. The same you're getting the same jet sweeps and outside runs, zone runs. You're getting the same throws. I mean, you think about the the play that you, the the Kittle throws. They weren't 45, 50 yards down the field. They are misdirection. Throw the ball right in the middle of the field. It's the same stuff that Kyle's been doing, but. That's what happens. You start doing these things and everybody loves the backup. I've told you that. So everybody gets this beautiful vision in their head that he's doing something different. Nothing has changed. Kyle hasn't changed a thing. And I keep telling you that when Trey gets out there, it's going to be the same offense that Jimmy was running. It's Kyle's offense. Nothing has changed. The only difference is that he's made a few plays here and there with his legs. And, and, and that, that's about it. Nothing, nothing else is nothing else. He's more athletic than Jimmy without question. So he's making more plays with his legs, but the, the offense hasn't changed. So I, I get that. The offense is the same. It has not changed. 
but when you look at the the conductor the engineer if you will the guy mm-hmm. at, at that position mm-hmm. right now it, it just happens to be mr relevant purdy time i i it's the same offense his numbers are no different than jimmy garoppolo's he's not doing anything the only different the only th- i'm gonna tell you right I mean, you now. could argue jimmy's oh. numbers are better you, well, you hold could. up but that's what I'm saying. Everything is the same. But I'm saying every. But but because because Purdy doesn't have to deal with he ain't Trey, and because Trey has to deal with he ain't Jimmy, Jimmy has to deal with he ain't Trey. But Purdy is the true backup, and we all love him. All the fans, nobody is against him, and he doesn't have to worry about any of those things. And and you look at this last game, and what did I tell you? You when after his very first time going into the game against Miami, and you were like those tight window throws. What did I say? Those are gonna be interceptions. I'm like, I'm telling you, he can't make that throw. He's making that throw because he doesn't know any better. And you saw this last game. I, I mean, I mean, Diggy missed one right before the half that could have changed the game. Just flat out dropped it. Um, and then that's why because it was open in practice. He, he's there. He's gonna miss some things. There are things he hasn't seen. But what happened? That ball hit the ground, we move on because it's the backup. If that had been Jimmy and next year when it's Trey, you're going to be like, what the hell? What what the hell? You you know everybody in Niner land would have been like, what in the world was Jimmy thinking? But with Purdy, guess what? No harm, no foul. He dropped it. We move on to the next play. And and so it's a, it's dude. I'm telling you, it's it's a mindset. I, I hear what you. I hear what you're saying, but I, I think, I think the difference is with Purdy. These are higher leverage games. Like he was play, he was playing for a title on Thursday night, right? Like he he's taking over a team that many people had as a Super Bowl contender and maybe trending towards being a Super uh-huh. Bowl favorite prior uh-huh. to Jimmy getting hurt, right? Uh-huh. And he comes in. And it's like, well, can, can are the Niners going to be the same team? Can they still do it? Can Purdy get them, you know, to the postseason? Can he get them <laughs> to a Super Bowl, this, that, or the other, right? And, and, and he's come in, and there has been no drop-off. Can I, can I tell you something? Hold up now. Remember when that first happened and you were like, oh, they're dead. And what I thought I the season you? was over. I, and, you're and absolutely what, right. Now, and what did I tell you right then? I said, take a breath, because what did I say? He's got an eight-game head start. He has no pressure. The, everyone thinking about all the pressure on him, like, dude, all I got to do is not screw it up. I already got eight games. I don't have to figure out how to get us there. He walked in, and he's looking at it, and he's like, what? I got five, six games to play. If I win two of them, we're good. There's no pressure there. And then guess what? I got right now, we know who they are. I got the best defense in the league. All I got to do is not screw it up. So with that, I'm just telling you, it's a different mindset when you're coming in and you're that guy at this time of the year. And all I, what did I say? All I hope is that Kyle learned from his previous mistake of not having a backup that can play. If all he got to do is be efficient at his job there, they're not asking him to win the game. They're not asking. All they're saying, just do your job. And if you do your job, everybody else will be fine. And that's what he's doing. I, I hear you. But I I think it's I, – I will take it even a step further. Like, I think it's – there's a little bit more to that. Like, you see you, – you, we talked about Jimmy's confidence, right? 
like Purdy's swag is on a thousand, right? You you hear the stories about how he's come in as a rook and just commanded the huddle, right? Like we haven't heard those types of things, you know, as, as it relates to Trey. Um, you know, what him supposed to say? Let me ask you a question. So you, that's what I'm Brand, we get so caught up in stuff like that. What what are they supposed to say that that he's in there, he's in the huddle and he's scared, he's frightened. He's no, peeing down his leg. No, no but no. they just wouldn't say anything at all. But what no. they did is they took it a step further. He's in there telling Kittle, shut the hell up. Uh, where well, but that's what that's what that's what guys do. That's not that's not unexpected. I, I don't I don't know why everyone thinks like that's a big deal. They're, every quarterback is gonna come in. If he's trying to make the call and you're not listening, he's gonna do that. That's not unusual. It's not unusual for a brand new player. That's these on defense. About, but that's it's what I'm that, saying. That, it's not it's not different. It's not unusual for a new signal caller or a younger player to come in when he's trying to say something. You're not talking because what people don't realize, that's just how we talk to each other, because there are some guys I, I told you this. There were guys when I played, I could be there were guys that I played with. And, and if I told them, hey, man, if they grab something out of my locker, if I said, hey, man, would you please not touch the things in my locker? I'd appreciate it if you leave them alone. OK. I won't go in your space. Can you stay out of my space? There are some guys that would understand that. There are other guys I could say that make the exact same comment to, and they go be in my locker again the next day. Until I say, man, stay out of my shit, or I'm going to you up. <laughs> then they're like, ED, man, you know I'm just playing. You could have told me you ain't want me to bother it. It's it, that's just That's just it. <laughs> so it's just a communication thing. To make certain you're getting it across to everybody. Because if I say be quiet, if I say be quiet and you don't listen, I'm like, listen up, guys, and you're not listening, then guess what? I know that doesn't work. So I got to go to the next level. There's nothing unusual about that. So don't take that as, okay, this guy, all of it. Now, I, this is, don't take this as I'm saying he can't be that person. All I'm saying, is let's stop with the Joe Montana comparisons because he told somebody to be quiet in the huddle. That's all I'm saying. There's nothing unusual about a quarterback telling a player to be quiet so I can make the call. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Purdy time. I, I have not gone that far yet <laughs> as far as far as far as Joe Montana. But but the, here's what I will say, and you mentioned it earlier, right? Oh, and just in terms of Trey and look. These are small sample sizes. We, we've we, we've had we've had small sample we've had a small sample size of Trey, and we've had the sample size for Purdy has been just about equal, right? Is that, mm -hmm. is that safe to say? Yeah. As 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 NFL starters in the regular season, that, that that's yeah. safe to say, right? They, they've yeah. had similar mm -hmm. sample sizes to this point. Yeah. The sample size for Purdy, for what we've seen, has been increasingly greater than what we've seen from Trey. Well, that's because the coaching was increasing, has been increasingly better. Um, so explain, I, I, explain, I, uh, explain. Um, um, Kyle did, we, Kyle did a very job of coaching starting off this season. Um, and I, and I said that earlier, there is no way uh, someone was talking about, I said that Kyle was, was this or that or other. And I said, no, no, no. I said that that was a, you can't tell me. That lose that losing to the Bears, losing to Denver, you can't tell me that, that that those weren't bad coaching jobs. There, there's no way with the talent on this team that they should should have lost to those teams, and especially especially in the manner in which they lost. 
And so you look at where he was from a offensive standpoint in the coaching and decision-making compared to where he was when Purdy came in, Purdy's at a major advantage based on the play calling of his coach, um, the design of what he has. Um, Trey didn't have McCaffrey in the backfield for people to worry about or, or to have the run game that was out there. You were dealing with your boys, Wilson, and all of them. It ain't the same. It's different. I told you that trade was made to save Kyle. To see your offense has to have that guy. They wouldn't got him. I, I would like to think that Trey would, would have been different with that guy back there because I'd like to think that Kyle would have called the game differently. Because I still don't well, it was raining, it was bad weather. You're like, okay, that was the first game to ever be played in rain and <laughs> bad weather. Like, like no one's ever scored a touchdown in the rain. I, I, that's what that's how everybody acts. Like, like that's the first time. It, you know, thank goodness it never rained in Candlestick because Joe Montana never would have made the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I like that. That makes no sense. But so, so that's the. I think you have to look at that as well. So when you start making those comparisons of the guys, people always go where his stat. That's why I tell you numbers lie. Well, look, he's throwing this many touchdowns and his passer rating is this. But but the what they were calling who he was playing with, um, the mindset of the team at that time, trying to, to find their identity. Cause you know, it's like this whole new player. I got to bring him along and I can't screw this up because my career is tied. You know, my tenure as head coach is tied to Trey. So it was, it was just, it's just different as opposed to Purdy. Purdy comes in. If Purdy plays well, guess what? You look great as an organization. If Purdy screws up, guys, we were playing with Mr. Irrelevant. We were, you know, you, you got to give us a break. And everybody would say, okay, right? No pressure on, no pressure on 13, no pressure on Kyle. Man, football is a lot of fun when you don't have pressure like that on you. When it's not being, because I put this, I put it this way. Pressure is always there, but you're either feeling it or you're applying it. It's so much more fun when you're in position to apply it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think that's, um, I think for me, it's, it's not the numbers though. It, I, for me, it's just, it's what I'm seeing. But I think there, I think there's some, definitely something to your point in terms of the weapons, right? CMC has definitely been a game changer. Mm -hmm. For this offense i think there's definitely now can i can i say one more thing too now with you I, this is what i agree with you on as far as purdy purdy um to me he looks like he expects to perform well that's the looks swag like he on expects, a thousand he looks like he right? expects to win it looks like and and when you're that way when you're that way and you're confident and 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 you look like you can get it done and then i see you do it I believe you can do it. So the guys around you are no longer concerned about you. So I do believe that that is there. Um, and I don't think it's fake because a lot of guys, a lot of guys try and present that way, but they're really trying to present. They're trying to um, convince themselves. And you can see that too. I don't think that's the case. 
But now I, I do see that. But I but remember what I just said previously. I think a lot of that is because he knows I'm playing with house money. I'm playing with house money. All he can do is build his legend. There is there is nothing he can do th that will screw it up. Even right now, after playing well, if he goes and just and just pees the bed from this point on, no one's going to say anything of yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. They're not. They're not going to be like if that. If that were Trey or Jimmy, you're gonna be like, what the hell? What? The, what, what? No, no. You got. You can't do that. He has the luxury of failure, which gives him a tremendous, tremendous launching pad to be successful. I, 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 I've been there before, and there is a carefree, weight-free attitude that you take into those types of situations um my my uh i'll just tell you a story right we do story time with ed your story story time we're, we're right right here right there it is my, my first so i was writing i was a writer right here at fox Sports west in la and for their for their website and i got a call one day hey got these championship games you want to do a be sideline reporter for them I'm like, oh, for sure, right? They knew I wanted to get into TV. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, right? And my first thought was, <laughs> y'all messed up. Y'all <laughs> just gave me an opportunity, right? So, like, that night, that's about as carefree as I've ever been in any broadcast in my entire career, right? Because I, I had house money, right? Like, I'm just a writer. There was nothing expected of me, right? Like, I'm not a TV guy. Like, I can just go out there and just kind of do whatever, um, and knowing that, you know, the, the expectations weren't that huge, but also no, having that confidence in myself, knowing that I'm about to crush this, right? Like now, now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you something to think about. And so, um, there's something to that for sure. There, yeah. there is something to exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, we, uh, we did a much deeper dive into this than, than I anticipated, but that, that, that's all good. Uh, Nick Bosa, defensive player of the year, do you, you, He's in that conversation, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in the conversation, and then I think, it, and and that'll play out just based on the wins. That's another reason why you want to keep that your defense on the field, your guys playing. They have an opportunity to do that. Um, records aren't broken by players unless coaches want them broken. <laughs> no, seriously, Facts. seriously. You you got you got to have a coach that cares too. You, you do. You do. You you don't get the sack title. You don't get the touchdown record. You don't get the yardage record. You got to have a coach that cares about that record. Um, you know, you don't you don't get the all time greatest defense unless you have a coach that cares about it, because you got you. You know, people, my 94 defense. No one ever considers us like one of those great defenses and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But no one ever takes into account that. Hell, I mean, I can think of seven games. I hadn't even, I wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter. Mm. Well, they just take us out. Our starters, our starters. I mean, you know, we won thirteen games that year, and I guarantee you, in eight to nine of those games, you know, our starters weren't in in the fourth quarter. So, so that messes with your numbers. You, you yeah. see what I'm saying? But yeah. we had a coach that didn't care about the numbers. You know, the big picture was like, we're, we're about to win a championship. They didn't care about our rankings or anything like that. Um, so, Bosa, 
you know, you, I think you play him because he has an opportunity to be the defensive player of the year. Now it's going to make him more expensive, um, but he's going to be, he's ex- expensive as hell anyway. It's, you know, it's already, he, he's already from the expensive side of the menu period. Yeah, so yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm sure you want him to get that recognition. I, I would imagine that John and Kyle, um, um, and Ryan's, they they want him to get that recognition because he is that kind of player. And but you draft the guy too, right? So you yes. want to yes, you want you want you want that. I mean, that's that that's goes on your resume. Talk. That's how you become executive of the year because you are you are finding the defensive players of the year. You are that type of guy. Yes, it goes on your resume. You get a raise. Yeah. The, all of those things are important. So, um, yeah. So both of he should be. I, I'm. Anyone who watches football has him in the conversation. You know, he's he's just that dominant. He 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 truly is. Um, the, I mean, he's he's he is currently the best player on the best defense. Yeah. Um, so you start looking at defensive player of the year. I think that kind of that kind of sums it up. You know what I mean? A difference maker for sure. Um, yeah. We got the commanders coming into the field of jeans right there behind you, ED. Uh, they'll be doing that on Christmas Eve. We'll be back later in the week to break that one down for you. Uh, talk a little Niners, a little commanders. Obviously, every game this point of the year uh, is is huge. Um, but you got, you know, playoff ramifications on the line. Washington obviously playing for their playoff lives. Niners already clinched, but of course, there's that two seed that that's up for grabs. And so uh, that could be something to be had. And by the time you take the field on Saturday, you would have known, you know, if Minnesota lost or not. So that, that's also something to, to take in consideration. We'll get into that uh, later in the week. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Give us a, a like on YouTube as well. Just type Believe in 49ers. That's B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on in, on Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So from a partner. Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all later this week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.